Hello, and welcome to the Consumer Goods Forum's end-to-end value chain podcast series. In this series, we hear industry insights from people working towards collaborative solutions that benefit the entire value chain. My name is Lee Green, and I'm the comms director at the CGF. But I have the pleasure today of handing you over to your host, Rudy Hagedorn, the E2E value chain director at the Consumer Goods Forum. Rudy, over to you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this podcast of the end-to-end value chain pillar of the Consumer Goods Forum. My name is Rudy Hagedorn and I lead the pillar. Today we have a very special guest, Dr. Werner Boysen. Hello, Werner. Thank you for being with us. Thanks, Rudy, for inviting me. Yeah, I'm Werner Boysen. I'm running a management consultancy. Since 2001, I'm active from my German office for uh, helping companies to increase the value of the company, for stabilizing companies and also for intermediating companies. Thank you. Yeah, we met in Barcelona recently at the winter camp session of the Consumer Goods Forum. And uh, today we have a very specific topic, which is about digital consulting. So let's go and start without further ado. Werner, you are a management consultant as we learned. So what challenges do you see in management consulting presently? Yeah, especially the world, the business world in special is turning faster. Companies that hire consultants want to achieve their business goals in the shortest possible time and in a cost-effective manner. So business consultants can bring solutions to companies Um, that can achieve these goals. In the last two decades, however, the conditions for consultants have changed. From the mid-market upwards, companies have significantly more specialist uh, know-how and uh, also project management expertise on board because universities have imparted um, the relevant knowledge and uh, skills. Also, sophisticated analysis can be carried out in-house. So what remains in the field of activities for uh, consultants? Based on my observations, consultants are primarily asked for an unbiased, out-of-the-box view. Professional managers appreciate a sovereign sparing partner with whom they can share scenarios. In addition, experts are more frequently needed for the hands-on support of implementation projects, always in agile interplay with a conceptual uh, reshaping. By the way, this is where the boundaries to interim management become blurred. Consulting mandates are currently focusing on um, innovation topics such as digital transformation, artificial intelligence, and corresponding personal strategies. Change and personal are obviously being thought of together. Available temporary uh, additional capacity combined with relevant expertise and skills is also a valid argument for using consultants or interim managers. In smaller companies, part-time management is on the rise, bringing in expertise and capacity on a selective basis over a longer period of time, for example, for controlling. Let's leave aside the function of assuring managers um, of uh, uncomfortable decisions. Um, By the way, consultant expertise uh, is passing smaller companies by uh, because uh, they can't simply afford to hire consultants. 
Yeah, thank you for these insights. Um, you you just mentioned all of the smaller companies, and uh, yeah, it's to get a good consultant. I guess is really a big effort, especially <laughs> for smaller companies. And I also guess you know the personal dialogues are are cost intensive that you have there because they take time. Um, where do you see efficiency potential in this new world that you just described? Yes, Rudy, the personal dialogues are indeed important, and they cost money, which however, is well spent with competent consultants. But let's take a closer look. Consultants usually get paid for their work in daily rates, and there lies a conflict of interests. After all, consultants tend to sell basic information that is called up, off the rack, and sold to every customer again and again. That's why efficiency can be gained primarily in the phase before a consultant is hired. Challenges should be clearly defined and delimited beforehand. Even solution approaches uh, can be crystallized in advance. Consultants can then be selected in a much more targeted manner and mandates can be formulated much more precisely. And projects then succeed much better. Usually, the challenges are first worked out as appropriately as possible in um, exchange with consultants. This requires openness and honesty on the part of those interested in consulting and a good fingertip feeling on the part of the consultants. This approach takes time before the actual work can begin. My thesis is that digital consulting applications could support managers well in managing these first steps toward orientation and filtering. Digital, digital applications could provide general information about possible solutions and thus show viable ways out of a tunnel. Another potential for improvement lies in the benefit-oriented remuneration model, um, which can align the interests of the involved parties. But such models are not yet widespread among consultants. Okay. So that's... There was a, a lot of information that came across. Um, you were looking into the time units and other pieces, and we were now assessing the utility of digital and how digital can help us. So in your point of view, to what extent can digital consulting formats deliver added value actually? And um, when is personal exchange still necessary, so to say? Well, I'm convinced that a great deal on the, of the conceptual work can be done in a dialogue with intelligent digital applications. To do this, of course, the, uh, the dialogue um, guidance must be designed in a didactically uh, meaningful way. And of course, such applications are not familiar with the individual companies and their specific situations. But this facet can perfectly be covered by knowledgeable employees in the companies nowadays. Only when it comes to concrete implementation steps, the personal exchange and presence of consultants in the company is needed. In addition to the possibility of saving costs and time, digital applications have another charm. They can be consulted quasi anonymously. Managers could uncomplicatedly obtain orientation and impulses. Even managers in smaller companies and employees at lower levels in the hierarchy who have no access to management consultants in the real world can obtain case-related information digitally. And this gives 
organizations great clue. Thank you, more very clear. So when we look into this new world and let's say how the, the business models will evolve then around these things. So what do business models for digital business consulting reporting look like? I mean, you seem to have spent some time thinking all that through. So what is, what is your take on, on this? We are currently in a situation of upheaval. Many people still expect information on the internet being available for free. The publishers are um, also suffering uh, from this attitude. Um, but this is changing over the time. Premium content that promises recognizable benefits may um, already cost something today. Um, in this transitional period, I think business models for digital uh, business consulting could also be operated at a mediation platform uh, with added value. The money may be earned with a context-related placement of experts who can market their services in a targeted manner via such a platform. And such a business model follows the usances in the real world. So this is nothing special. Yeah, thank you, Werner. Um, now looking into basically the last question for today, and um, this goes to something about the, uh, let's say the big established consulting companies. What you are presenting here is a, an innovative idea, a new concept. And um, just to guess, well, why don't the leading management consulting firms offer digital consulting? Uh, so as far as, as we can tell. So the leading management consultancy companies um, have something to lose. They have to fill capacities and they are trying to roll out the established business model for as long as possible without cannibalizing themselves. As is so often the case, disruptive innovations rarely come from the market leaders, but rather from knowledgeable agile market participants who recognize and size opportunities. Oh, okay. So I think that was the first good introduction into digital consulting. <laughs> Werner, if people have questions now um, with regard to what you are proposing and your, your way of thinking and would like to talk to you, where can they reach you best? And feel free to contact me um, on my website, www.dr for Dr. Minus Boysen, B-O-Y-S-E-N, minus management.de. And if you want to have a look to consulting check, um, such a prototype of application, you can also have a look to www.consultingcheck.de. Well, thank you so much for your time, Werner. And uh, thank you for, for being with us. Uh, we would like to, to say goodbye and maybe hopefully learn a little bit more in the future about these digital consulting platforms and how they develop. Thank you for being with us, Werner. Yeah, thanks to you, Rüdiger. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for listening in. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the End to End Value Jane podcast. Thank you, everybody, and goodbye. Thank you for joining this edition of the E2E podcast series. To learn more about our work, visit our website at tcgfvaluechain.com. Thanks again, and look out for the next edition coming soon.